0: welcome back to the scale speaks podcast please follow all social media sites that you see here on the screen and don't forget click the subscribe button for more dope content let's go ladies and gentlemen what is going on yes yes this is another episode of the scales speaks podcast thank you so much welcome back we're in the building yes you know what I didn't do this much justice on the last episode. I made this beat. (laughs) So right now, this is going to be the official song of the Scale Speaks podcast. So if you hear this, you know what it is. Oh, yes. Well, again, thank y'all so much for coming back. If you are new to the show, if you are new to the channel, welcome back. Appreciate you joining in. If you have been with us. And you keep rocking with us. This is episode 13. I want to thank you for those that have subscribed that are still rocking with me. Greatly appreciate y'all on the opposite side of the screen. We're going to get right into today's episode. Again, episode 13. Man, I am just, I'm happy to just be able to get this in front of y'all. It feels so good. All streaming platforms are updated. Any place you can find your podcast, Scale Speaks is on there. But enough about that. Let's start it off with the fragrance of the day. This is one of my very special fragrances here. If you know, you know. If you don't, I'm about to tell you. Creed Millesime Imperial. Whew. This was my wedding fragrance, and it was for a reason. This is probably my favorite Creed fragrance in the house. People will say Aventus is their favorite, excuse me, people will say Aventus is their favorite. Um, Green Irish Tweed, Silver Mountain Water. There's a lot of these that Creed have that are really strong. This is my personal favorite. Gold Bottle Presentation. This is, oh man, two sprays is all you need. This will last all day. This is one of my king fragrances, definitely in the top five. Again, Creed Millicene Imperial. Get your nose on it if you have not. Nordstrom, sax, Uh I'm not sure if Nordstrom has this one. Definitely Neiman, definitely Saks. Select Nordstroms might have it, but Houston Galleria, Dallas Galleria, go ahead and get your nose on that. So what's today's episode about? Well, let's get right into it. Episode five is my favorite my most watched video so far on youtube drink of the day is water stay hydrated find your love is the most watched episode on my channel so far and i think the reason because of that is because it was a list of things that you want to look for 10 things that you want to find in your partner in your spouse wife husband whatever it is so I want to kind of do something similar to that where I give you a top 10, but instead of anything with relationships, this is going to be my 10 rules of success. This is what I've gathered and put together that I believe my success has derived from, uh, excuse me, derived from. I think a lot of things that I've done specifically with these 10, which I'll get into in this episode, have Given me the success that I have today. And I want to share that with you. No disclaimers, gonna get right into it because I think that these are genuinely and generally 10 things that you can plug and play in your life in different ways. You may have more or less, but let's get into it and start with number one. The first one, first rule I follow for success be yourself. You have to be genuine. I have probably said this in a few episodes already, but this is probably one of the most important things that I will say on this channel. I'm, In my opinion, you, I get so tired of people trying to emulate and be somebody that they are not. It's already hard enough to go through life and what we do and what we go through every single day. When you add the stress of being, trying to emulate and be somebody else, you're not, even allowing your time, you're not even allowing yourself the time to find out who you are, what it is that you do, because you are your own bright light. You don't need to be the light that somebody else has and copy that light. You just need to be your own person and be your best self. So what does that mean? Cut out all the comparisons to other people. Take out everything and find out what it is that you like and what you want to do and put that out there. If people do not like you, so what? If they don't like you, oh, well, you have to be yourself either way because there are people that are going to like you for who you are. And worse, if you put this persona out there and people don't like you, now you're not liked for being somebody that you aren't. And further. If they do like you, you have to constantly keep up this persona to keep those same to keep the attention of those same people that really ain't looking for you, ain't checking for you. One thing I put on my Facebook a few weeks ago, I said, "Everyone is not for you, and you are not for everybody." I had to learn this lesson the hard way, and as I grew up, I think in college, I think in high school and college, I was more impressionable than I would like to be. I was always trying to kind of fit in and maybe even do things that I wasn't truly comfortable with or things that really, truly weren't for me and I knew myself what kind of person I was and what crowds I wanted to be in. There's things that I was not good at, right? I'm not gonna go down and if I don't like playing Guitar Hero, I'm not gonna pretend to play Guitar Hero because right away, I'm gonna know I can't play it. And that's just a small example. But things like that, You'll be caught in a trap where you'll pretend to do something or lie about doing something that you truly don't know what to do or how to do it, and then you get exposed. So now it's the fact that you're not being yourself. You're also exposed for not being your genuine self and lying about things you, things you don't know how to do. If you spent, you're going to spend more money and more time trying to be somebody else than being yourself because you're going to try to do this thing where you make you're going to make yourself look and appear like what other people want you to look and appear like and that's going to take a lot of time it's going to take a lot of money it's going to take a lot of energy and we're going to end up losing sight about we're losing sight of who we are and we forget who we are and what we want and what we really want to get out of this life so the first thing i always follow is Is this something, you know, for being myself and being genuine? Is this something that I can actually do? Is it something I enjoy doing? Is it something that I want to do? Is it something that I'm proud of if I complete? Is it something I don't know how to do? I'm going to stay away from it. Now, there's a cool thing with trying, but even if it's like, hey, I've never done this before, revel in that. You know, Just take pride in the fact that, hey, I've never done this before, because then people will be like, oh, they'll get a chance to show you something that they know or that they're good at. You never want to be in a position where you can leave yourself exposed to where somebody believes that you can do something, you tell them that you can, and then they say prove it, and you're in a tough position. Be yourself and be genuine is my first rule. The second rule is you want to make connections with everybody. So this is kind of a, it's kind of a wide range a little bit, but when I say make connections with everybody, a few of the mentors I've seen have this, so they had this key way of locking in, meeting a person for the first time and connecting with them almost instantly. And it may be a quick thing is just getting to know their name, having empathy for understanding what they're going through at a specific moment. And it's things like that where I've seen the most successful people make connections with the cashier, make connections with the teller, make connections with the security guard, all the way up to the bank's manager the funding and finance coordinator, the owner of the bank. I've seen those men and women make connections so flawlessly and easily to where they can walk into that bank and be received and treated so well. And it's obviously that they're going to do everything that they can for this individual because of the connection that was made. I did not really understand how connections work. I always thought it was just like, oh, you want to always be connected with the higher ups and the higher echelon of people. That's not always the case. People always are going to remember how you treat them. When I say make connections with everybody, the first thing is be kind and be genuine and nice to every person that you meet because kindness goes a long way. From the person on the very bottom all the way to the top, you want to keep those connections the same. Now, Another part of it is your superiors have superiors. So whoever you work for, if you're talking about specifically in a leadership role or in a corporate role, you want to make sure that you have connections not only with your peers and people that are on the same level as you, but you obviously want to make sure you have a strong relationship with your direct supervisor. And then whoever your direct supervisor's boss is, want to make sure that you have connections with them as well. The way these works is just making sure that you have enough people that are in your corner to support you when you say you want to move to a different position or you want to open up a different account. You want to land a new uh, business structure. You want to open up a new property. Whatever it is, it's going to take multiple people in the decision process. You want to be in a position where people know you and they know your brand and they know what kind of business you're going to bring. It can't just be one person in the room that's making a decision on your behalf. It's multiple people that have to give that yes and give that consensus for them to believe in you. And that all starts with the connection that you make with every single person that is in the organization. The more connections that you make, the more your name will be out there, and when your name comes up, it's a no-brainer. Oh, Dustin's behind it. A1. You can put your you can put your you can put your money on it it's going to happen. He's going to make sure it happens. Another way you make connections, and again, this is wide ranging, your performance matters. People are not going to connect. Excuse me. Your your performance matters. Your brand matters. Whatever you put out there, people have to decide if if they are willing to want to have the connection come back to you. It's one thing knowing the person it's another thing having them go out and be a champion for you. If they are waving your flag, if they're carrying your flag and they're telling everybody in their circles about you, that is the essence of a connection. And that all starts with your personal brand and your performance. What is it that you do? What is it that you've been able to produce for the fraternity, the business, whatever it is. What is it that you've done for this specific organization that I can prove and verify? Oh, you've done that. You've opened this line. You've opened this account. You've opened this property. You have experience there. You've had million dollar profit years on this year and this year. You've had sales growth here and here. You've Okay. So you've done a couple things. Your branding your performance matters because what you are doing is putting your brand and your performance in front of these people that make sure, hey, I can say yes to him because I know what he's going to do. I can say yes to her because I'm confident in what she's going to bring to the table So that's what I mean when I say make connections and this goes for this goes for like I said, go, walking into Walking into a bank and talking to the teller, talking to the cashier, talking to the finance coordinator, talking to the security officer, the finance manager, the owner, the CEO, whomever it is, you want to make connections with them. You also want to make sure your brand and your performance is on point because you want to make connections with everybody and they want to champion you and say all the great things that you have done. That's the essence of a very strong connection. Last part on this for making connections I've used LinkedIn to my advantage, and I've gotten a chance to meet people on LinkedIn before we actually met in person, which is so important in the last two years, because I've been able to find common ground with people before I actually even met them in person. So the first time that I meet them really isn't the first time that I met them. This is just a continuation of a conversation that we've already had on LinkedIn, We found common ground. We found things to talk about. And there's still some of these people that I have not met yet in person. But the conversation and the common ground we found has already made a really strong connection. So what's going to happen when we meet in person? It's only going to intensify and be stronger. And I think at that point, that is going to put me in a position to where, hey, if this person in this circle reaches out to their circle, I'm in. Now I'm connected with multiple different avenues. Number three, this stems from Stephen Covey's book concerning highly effective people. It says, begin with the end in mind. What I'm talking about here is legacy. When your life is over, what is the script? What is said about you and your accomplishments at the end of your life who do you leave behind and what do you leave behind what wealth did you leave behind your children and your grandchildren that came from you what is it that you instilled in them what was your character what type of person were you what type of person are you going to be remembered as Whatever that is that you want that to be said at the very end is what you have to do every day to make sure that that is solidified. If you want to go down as a person that helped and gave back to other people, you can't have years of not giving back to people. You have to have years of community service. You have to have years of constantly having people know and understand that you're why and your purpose was to help other people if you want to be considered giving and caring. You can literally kill that part of the legacy by being mean or being nasty one time or not being in a position or being in a position to help somebody and you don't. If that's what you want your life to be said at the end of the day. If you want to be recognized as a great father, there's a lot of steps to that. If you want to be recognized as a great leader in business, there's a lot of steps to that. What is it that you want your life to say at the very end, and what are the steps that you are doing every day to accomplish that? That is legacy. What do you leave behind? Who do you leave behind? And what do those things and what do those people say about you and your character that you were while you were living? I get fueled by that because I want so many things to be said about me positively, about me being a great father, me being a great great husband, me being a great business leader, making sure that my family is in a wealthy position for the future. I want to be regarded as somebody that gave everything they had for their family, and I believe that legacy drives that. This is something I'm doing every day. When I'm coming to work, it's not about going to work and drilling through sales reports and making phone calls and trying to hit sales quotas for the quarter and for the year. No. Is it about setting my family up for great success for the future when I'm gone? It's legacy. What is it that I leave behind for whom I leave behind? And that's number three. Number four, first episode of the podcast, this said, worry less and execute more. Now, the first episode pretty much referenced that I saw a video that said, enough is enough. What are you waiting for? What is it that you are holding back from doing? We started the Scale Speaks podcast almost a total full month ago. We're on episode 13, which is crazy to think. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Amazon, YouTube, all of social media. And this was just in a month span. The logo has been posted all over. The quality is getting better and better day by day, year over year. So you do not have time to see and sit and wait. You have plenty of time to try. Worry less about what is going to be the, the end or what, excuse me, worry, worry less about what the final product is going to be. You doing it and doing it consistently is going to be a lot more beneficial for the future than sitting and waiting and seeing before you jump in. People have way more success when they jump in the pool. I mean, what happens? You get three or four people jump in the pool and a person on the side that says it's too cold or they're waiting or they can't swim, whatever the case is. You have about four or five people saying, come on in. The water's fine. It's good to go. Come on, come on, come on. Some people still jump, but some people still sit and wait on the sidelines like, ah, it's not the right time, I don't know, while everybody else is enjoying the pool. What worry less, execute more is jump in the pool. <laughs> Just jump in. Go ahead and get whatever it is that you are trying to get started, get it done. Because the pools have half feet. You go three, four, five, all the way up to 10, possibly even 12, maybe even deeper. You can start in the shallow end of the pool and work your way up to the deep end. But you can't do anything and have any experience into how to tread through the water if you're sitting on the side. If you're sitting and your feet are in, kind of dabbling in it, that's not the same as fully going in and being submerged and going through it. So you have to worry less about the surroundings and what is going to happen inside of the water. And just execute what it is that you want to do more often. You don't have time to see and sit and wait because something is happening and you have to go for it. You have to try. You have to go and do it. Because if you do that, you're doing less time waiting. You're doing more time trying. And with trying becomes experience. With experience, there may be some mistakes. There may be some things that you learn. But at the same time, now that you've tried, now that you've learned, now that you've experienced, You're going to be better because of it. And sitting on the sidelines never gives you experience. You can watch others, but then that puts you in danger of not being yourself. Because now you want to say, I went into the pool. I went swimming. It really wasn't you. It was somebody else that you saw and you're trying to imitate their actions and say what they were doing as if it was you. You got to be careful and actually have the story to do it yourself. So worry less, execute more. Jump in, submerge, and take the plunge. Whatever it is you're trying to do, go ahead and knock it out and drop, jump in. Go ahead and knock it out and jump in. Number five, number five. Number five is probably the hardest thing for me to do because so many things can happen around you and so many things can Feel like a personal attack or a personal dig. But my fifth rule is don't take anything personally. And I want to read this excerpt because this exactly summarizes how I feel and what I believe that this rule means. And for those that are following, this is one of the four agreements from Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements, don't take anything personally. This was one of the rules I had to implement. Whatever happens around you, don't take it personally. Nothing other people do is because of you. It is because of themselves. All people live in their own dream in their own mind. They are in a completely different world from the one that we live in. When we take something personally, we make the assumption that they know what is in our world we try to impose our world on theirs. Even when a situation seems so personal, even if others insult you directly, it has nothing to do with you. What they say, what they do, and the opinions they give are according to the own agreements that they have in their mind. Taking things personally makes you easy prey for these predators. They can hook you easily with one little opinion And feed you whatever poison they want. And because you take it personally, you eat it up. Whew. It goes further, and this is the last part. If you do not take it personally, you are immune in the middle of hell. (laughs) Don't take it personally, man. Like, it's when people say that to me. I don't think they understand what that means. That excerpt completely describes what I mean by don't take anything personally. That is not, when people say don't take it personally, they mean, oh, it's no hard feelings. I didn't mean it that way. That's not how I wanted you to receive it. What they're telling you is, hey, man, what that that means to me is, hey, I need to be immune to this. I need to pretty much put me in a position where I don't take that, whatever you just said personally, because you're in your own world. You have your own paradigm and your agreement and your belief as to what it is you just said is the truth. What it is that you just said is the opinion. I need to move off of that because that might be your own personal thing you're dealing with. It's not mine. Our worlds may not match. Our agreements, our paradigms, our perspectives may not match at that time. So I'm not going to take anything that you say personally. I'm still working on that one. Number six, do not be the smartest person in the room. Always learn. I've rubbed shoulders with a lot of different people on higher incomes, high, high six figures, seven figures. When those conversations are happening, if I'm able to be in that conversation or in that area, I more than likely remain silent unless I'm called upon to offer my opinion about something. And why is that? There's a lot to be learned in those conversations and around in that scene and that, just in that presence of that conversation. Because people that are millionaires they talk differently than other people. They not only talk about what's on the surface, they talk about the reasons behind it. They go deep. They talk about finance. They talk about the housing market. They talk about certain markets of, um, you know, not not just the United States market. They're talking about global markets. They're talking about everything that me would never have thought of, would never even given time or attention to. And when I hear these things, I'm learning. I'm gathering information and understanding. I have a lot to learn. I have a lot to go back and research. I have a lot of things that I need to do to figure all of this out. So when I say don't be the smartest person in the room, I mean always be in a position to learn and understand what is going on around you. You never want to be in a position where you're called on about a specific topic or specific thing in a room full of those high income earners and your your, your perspectives don't match. Your conversation doesn't match, or the knowledge isn't really there for you to continue or add any value to the conversation. I feel that I feel that if you're in that position that eliminates you from future invites, from future events, possibly from future inclusion into those types of groups. If you can't keep up or if you're not adding value to the conversation or adding value to the room, I think that eliminates you from a lot of those kind of things, but nobody eliminates you if you say you don't know or you need more information or you want to ask more questions or get more information. I've had more invites to high income events, high income earner events, because I've said, honestly, genuinely, I don't know. I didn't know. hadn't thought about that. Want to get back to you. Can you give me some more information about that or tell me more? There's a way to go about it by saying you don't know. There's other things you can say than other than you don't know, there are others. There's things that you can say that give the signal that I want to learn more. Saying I don't know isn't really plausible in those things. I haven't really thought about that. I haven't given I haven't given that much thought. What's your opinion on it? What's your thought? What do you think? Right. That's a that's a sign that I want to learn more information and gather from y'all versus I just don't know. So don't be the smartest person in the room because this is the part I want to get to. You do not want to get exposed, and I've already said this before, but you never want to be in a position where your brand or your performance gets exposed because they think you know something and you don't. They believe that you're capable of doing a specific item or thing, and you can't. You want to make sure that you're always in a position where there's people that you feel that they may be in a better class in terms of income, in terms of wealth. You are listening. You are learning. You are gathering information. You are being a sponge. You are never going to try to outplay the people that are in those rooms until you are the leader of that room. Number six, do not be the smartest person in the room. Number seven. Number seven. Be honest all the time. And that's just not that's just not talking about being yourself. I mean, being honest. Stop letting the lies creep up to you. Don't lie. Which goes back to being, see how these are all congruent? They all really work with another. That's why they're my 10 rules. If you don't know something, don't say you know. If you've never been, don't say you've been. If you didn't do something with this girl or this guy, don't say that you did. If you've never driven the car, if you've never bought a house, don't say you've driven the car. Don't say you've lived in the house because the next question could be or might be, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that experience. How was your experience driving that car, buying that house, going to that place, eating at that restaurant? Just tell people, will something be real? Why is that so hard? Well, I've always had this feeling that people around me are always trying to like flex and be more than who they are by saying they went to certain places. And, and there's some people that genuinely, honestly have done that. And I have no problem with that but I'm talking specifically for the people that feel like they have to catch up or say that they've been there to do more and to feel like they're a part of the crowd. Be honest. I'm I'm going to judge you more if you say you did something. If you say you went somewhere, you did something, I'm going to judge you more heavily for that, for lying. If you've never been or never done that, and I find that you... If you don't know how to change a tire, don't go out there with a jack and a spare and don't know the first steps of how to get it up. Like, it's just certain things that just make you look silly. And then more more often than not, you're going to lie and lie and lie. And eventually the lie is going to catch up. Somebody's going to ask, oh, yeah, remember that time you said this? And you'd be like, "Nah, I never did that be like, yeah, yeah, you told me a couple weeks ago that you went to, oh yeah, 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 I did. What's the point? Cause if you just being honest with yourself, that's let people can trust you more when you're honest. And I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about being honest and just like, okay, what you've done, what you haven't done. I'm also meaning like, hey, the lies are gonna catch up to you. You'll have no time to keep up. And then you're going to start telling stories that have no. One thing I've heard from people before is they can trust me because I'm going to tell you my successful stories. And my failure stories. I'm not going to sit here and just tell you all my success stuff. I'm not going to tell you all the good things that happened to me every single time. I'm also going to tell you the stories of how I failed like dramatically, (laughs) like there's things that I've done that are terrible. And people are like, damn, you really? And I have no problem with doing that because that's part of who I am. And some people can make fun of it. Some people can be like, oh man, that's crazy, whatever the case is. But I know me, it's a level of confidence that I have in myself that I'm not pretending to be anybody else. And I'm confident in those, I'm confident and secure in the mistakes that I've made, that I can be honest about them. And that's why I think a lot of people trust and respect me because ultimately I'm myself, I'm genuine, and I'm honest all the time. It may even get me in trouble sometimes because I'm also honest with my coworkers, my peers, my employees, and my higher-ups. If I'm feeling some type of way about something, I'm going to say it. I hate People that, one, lie, but two, withhold. And I don't mean withhold by saying, well, oh, I asked you a specific question about this or that, and I didn't tell you. I'm talking about, okay, if you have something that you feel some type of way about, and you are not willing to bring it to the forefront, if you are not willing to have a conversation about it, if you just let it happen, that's worse than lying. If you just let something occur to you that you feel is wrong, that isn't correct, and you don't say anything about it, you're lying to yourself. And I have an issue with that to where I'm always upfront, honest, sometimes to my detriment. There's definitely some times I went over to my supervisors and I've said I didn't agree, and maybe it wasn't as respectful as it needed to be, or maybe there could have been a different way to approach it. But at the end of the day, I know for myself, I wasn't about to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, no, n- no, nope. I'm saying what I got to say. And most people that know me know I have a mouth. They know I can kind of I can keep it professional. But at the same time, I'm going to be honest and upfront with you. I have no issue with being held accountable. I have no issue with holding other people accountable and being honest because anything else I'm lying to myself and I'm lying to you if I'm not being upfront with you. So my. My uh, my seventh rule is, hey, be honest all the time. If something's bothering you that somebody else had done, let them know. Stop lying. Stop capping. Make sure that you tell yourself and people around you what is really going on. Be honest always 100%. Number eight, prioritize. Next is not taking anything personally. This is the number two thing that I'm working on the most is prioritizing. You have to prioritize the people, the things, the events, whatever you want to do from the most important thing to the least important thing. You have to list it out, build it out and prioritize what it is that you want to do. What are the things? Where do you want to go and who do you want to go with? Who is going to be with you? You have to knock all these things out and prioritize your time, your money, your people. You cannot do everything that you want to do, but you can control what you're going to do with the most important aspects of your time. You have 168 hours every single week. The most successful people I know, the best people I know that do this, have a plan for almost every single hour of the week with how much they work, how much they sleep, how much they do their hobbies, how much time they're spending with their kids, how much time they're spending with their spouse. They can tell you pretty much to a T where every hour is going in their lives every single week. And why is that? Well, they're prioritizing. They're making a schedule. They're making a calendar. They're making sure that they have time set off aside all of these things. Now it may not be to where, Hey, I'm going to spend eight to 10 with my wife and six to seven with my kids. It may not work like that all the time, but there are blocks in their schedule. They're doing, they're going to commit to those things solely. And one of the things I've learned from that is priority matters because the first thing is your people. You want to make sure that you're spending the time with people that are adding value to your life and that you're able to add value into theirs. You never want to be in a position where you're using your time with people that can't go with you. People that are not willing and able to adapt to the difficult stuff that life is going to offer. People that are working together with you are the ones you want to keep. People that continuously make excuses or reasons why they can't or anything like that. You kind of want to keep your distance from just because they may not be the one that you can spend the most time on. They may not be the ones that you can ultimately build with. You want to spend the most time with people that are going to be able to hold you accountable, that are going to be able to have difficult conversations with you, but also at the same time, enjoy the process that everybody is going through to make everybody better. What are all the things that you want to do? The most important to least important. What's going to make you feel like the most complete? What's going to give you the most fulfillment? What are you going to enjoy the most? Those are the things that you want to put as your top priority of things that you want to do and things that you want to accomplish. They're going to be least important things that you'll have that are on the list that will be cool, that will be fun, that will be nice for escape, might be something I really, really would like to do. But these two or three things are going to make me feel so much better this week, this month, this year, if I do those at this specific time. So I'm going to make sure I do those things first before anything else. Any events, I'm going to make sure I schedule one or two per year of things that I want to go to, whether it's a Greek picnic, whether it's a convention, whether it is um, a sales meeting, whatever it is, I'm going to set aside one or two of these per year and make sure that I prioritize the ones that are going to, again, make me the most fulfilled, give me the most information, give me the most knowledge, make me feel really good and say like, hey, I finally got that off my list of things that I wanted to do. They may not always be the most fun. They may not be the most um, high, high energy. They may not be those things that you're like, hey, I I really want to do it. And maybe sometimes that the highest priority one is the one you really don't want to do because you have to get it off your plate. But either way, you can see why be, making things a priority and scheduling and making sure that your 168 hours every week is spent correctly You can see why that is a very important rule for me, because I know what's important to me with the people I hang out with, with what I want to do and where I want to go. All of those things are mapped out and planned way ahead of time so that I'm not in a position where I'm spinning my wheels trying to figure out what is next. Rule number eight, you have to prioritize your people, things, your events, get it all into a schedule and make sure that the most important things that are important to you that are gonna give you the most fulfillment are complete at first. And sometimes you're gonna to have to do away with the things that may not be the most important. Number nine. I said it already, but allow yourself to be held accountable respectfully. Allow yourself to be held accountable respectfully. I have no problem. I have no issue with somebody telling me, Dustin, this is where you messed up. This is where you screwed up. This is where we can get better. I have never had an issue with somebody holding me accountable because I know at the end of the day, it is ultimately for me to get better. I don't mind being on the bench. I don't mind being told to hit off the sidelines. I don't mind being told you can't do this. I don't mind being even reprimanded to a point, if it's respectful, for doing something that is against policy or procedure as a mistake, as long as I'm given the opportunity to fix it. I'm okay with being held accountable, and that's rule number nine. You have to be okay with that. Most people cannot handle hard criticism, constructive feedback, or harsh truths of reality. And I'm sorry. In order for you to improve and get better, you're going to have to accept some responsibility. For what it is that you do, there's going to be some level of ownership that you're going to have to take a part of and be responsible for. There's going to always be a standard that people have to be able to hold you accountable to. All walks. If you're your own business owner, you yourself have a standard of what you expect. And if there's days where you are not fitting the bill, Who is there to hold you accountable to say, you have to step up, you have to do more, you have to do better? Who is there that's going to be able to tell you that? If it's your friend, if it's your family, who is that person that's going to be able to hold you accountable? You have to have somebody in your corner that's going to respectfully hold you accountable for when you're doing the things incorrectly, but also praise you when you're doing it the right way. But either way, we all need accountability. We all need somebody to be telling us what we can do better to improve, because that is the only way we get better. If we can, cont- if I continue to do the podcast and I get no comments, no criticism, anything about, oh, this is what I'm never going to improve. I'm never going to get better. I'm never going to see what other people are seeing on the other side of the screen if nobody ever tells me. So I need other people to tell me this is what's going on. This is the situation. This is where I think you can improve. These things are good, but this could be a little bit better. This is better, but this is how it can get to be the best. You need to be able to have yourself held accountable respectfully by people in your circle. If you don't have people that can respectfully hold you accountable to doing the right things, you need to get people that can and that you will allow to do so. Because that is going to be ultimate growth for you overall. And number 10, my biggest one, I've saved it for last for a reason. We have to help other people. We got to be able to build value and help other people and be there for those around us. Help others build value, be there for those around us. Golden rule applies again. I've said this multiple times. I think one of the problems that we have in our society is we have too many people, and I don't think it was always like this. We have more people than we've ever had before doing things for personal gain. We have more people than we ever had before that would be considered selfish, that would be considered doing it for themselves only. And that sucks because I truly believe we live in a world that gives back to those who give back. I believe that there is an abundance mentality that people have that when they give to others, the world gives them more than they typically would get because the world kind of knows and sees that this person is going to use the resources that they have to give back and make life better for other people. Me, I've always been the type of person that always wanted to help other people. I've always been the type of person to try to help people get out of a jam. If there's something that you wanted that I can ultimately provide for you or help provide for you. And I'm in position to do so. I always try to make it a point that I do that for the people that are around me. And sometimes and most of the times, I don't want that back. And that is so key. When I give, I don't give with expectation and I'm going to give it back, get it back. When I give, I do not give with the expectation that I'm going to get it back. I give as a way to say, I understand what you're, where you're at and what you're going through. I empathize with you. I sympathize with you. Here's some help because I've been there and I know, and this is a way for me to try to help out as much as I can in the future. I want to I just... I'm, I'm thinking, so excuse my hesitation, but I'm just making sure. I don't think there's a time where I've given out money to somebody and I've texted them or called them or emailed them and said, hey, you owe me back. Maybe for like a silly bet or something like that, but nothing where, hey, if you needed something, I never texted you or reminded you or said, hey, don't forget about me. I gave you. There's certain people that I will do that for. And there's certain people I won't. But I've always been the giving type. I've always been the person that had an abundance mentality and believed that even if I lost, even if I lose, I'm going to get it back 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 full. I'm going to find positive karma in the universe because I'm helping other people, because I'm building value. And the hard part about this is some people use giving as a selfish way to believe that because they did it that way, they're going to get things back. And that's not the true, genuine spirit of how that works. If you videotape yourself giving people on the streets thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars, showing that you're giving back to the homeless, I think that defeats and blocks off the karma of giving back. I think the feeling enough, the genuine feeling of fulfillment that you give to somebody, that you get when you're giving, that you get when you're giving to somebody, is enough. I personally, truly believe that when you post it or you go out of your way to promote it, I believe at that point, it becomes a selfish notion. I will try never to do it on camera. If it's something that's caught that someone posts for me, it's fine. I will try not to be the person to do it, to bring attention to it, because I don't think that that's correct. I don't think that's the way to go. I don't think that's the spirit of it. I truly remember and follow the golden rule where you treat others the way that you would like to be treated. And that is probably my most important rule out of all 10 that I mentioned to you today. Because that is what, again, this is about. This is about me helping the people on the other side of the screen. These 10 rules of success are what have driven me, which has made me make the right business decisions, which has given me the amount of success that I've always believed I could have, but never thought I deserved. Let's run through them again. Number one, be yourself, be genuine. Number two, make connections with everybody. From the bottom person to the top person. The people across from you, the people around you. Number three, start with the end in mind. What is your legacy? What what are people going to say about you after it is all over? Who do you leave behind? What do you leave behind? What do those things say about your character? Number four, worry less, execute more. Jump in the pool, go for it. Number five, don't take anything personally. Number six, do not be the smartest person in the room. Number seven, be honest, always. Number eight, prioritize people, prioritize prioritize things, prioritize your events. The most important to the least important, whatever is most important to your mission and your goal is what you will do first. Number nine, allow yourself to be held accountable respectfully And get people in your life that you allow to hold you accountable. If it's just you and yourself employed, you need a business partner. If it is an organization, you need one or two people that you trust that can tell you when you're doing well and tell you when you need to have guidance to do better. And number 10, help others build value and be there for those around you. And ladies and gentlemen, that is episode 13 of the Scales Speaks podcast, the 10 rules of success for me that that I have always followed. These are my 10 rules of success that I believe will help you and hopefully that built something for you and helped you in some type of way and obviously continue this conversation as we go forward. And again thank you all for tuning in thank you all for any thank you all for the subscribes thank you all for the likes retweets shares the views all of it is greatly appreciated as i continue to help and build value the best i can on the opposite side of the screen so again thank you so much this is episode 13 of the scale speaks podcast until next time peace